In this episode, we're going to discuss the cognitive approach to treating depression, cognitive behaviour therapy, including challenging irrational thoughts. Cognitive behaviour therapy is an example of the cognitive approach to treatment, though it also includes behavioural aspects. Cognitive means challenging the negative irrational thoughts and behaviour means changing behaviour so it is more effective. The client and the therapist work together. The aim is to identify negative thoughts about the self, the world and the future, the negative triad. These thoughts must be challenged by the client taking an active role in their treatment. Clients are encouraged to test the reality of their irrational beliefs. They might be set homework, for example, to record when they last enjoyed an event. This is referred to as the client as the scientist. In future sessions, if clients say that no one is nice to them, the therapist can produce this evidence to prove the client's beliefs are incorrect. Ellis's rational emotive behaviour therapy extends the ABC model to an ABCDE model, D for dispute or challenge the irrational beliefs and E for effect. A client might talk about how unlucky they have been or how unfair life is. An REBT therapist would identify this as utopianism and challenge it as irrational. An empirical argument is disputing whether there is evidence to support the irrational belief and a logical argument is disputing whether the negative thought actually follows from the facts. As individuals become depressed, they tend to increasingly avoid difficult situations and become isolated, which maintains or worsens symptoms. The goal of behavioural activation, therefore, is to work with depressed individuals to gradually decrease their avoidance and isolation and increase their engagement in activities that have been shown to improve mood, like exercising or going out to dinner. One strength of cognitive behaviour therapy is that there is evidence of effectiveness. March et al. in 2007 compared the effects of CBT with antidepressant drugs and a combination of the two in 327 depressed adolescents. After 36 weeks, 81% of the CBT group 81% of antidepressants group and 86% of CBT and antidepressants group were significantly improved. This means there is a good case for making CBT the first choice of treatment in public healthcare systems like the NHS. One limitation is suitability for diverse clients. In severe cases, depressed clients may not be able to motivate themselves to engage with the cognitive work of CBT, They may not even be able to pay attention in a session. Sturmey in 2005 suggests that any form of psychotherapy, including CBT, is not suitable for people with learning difficulties. This means that CBT may only be appropriate for a specific range of clients. A counterpoint to this is there is now evidence to challenge this conventional wisdom. Lewis and Lewis in 2016 concluded that CBT was as effective as other treatments for severe depression. Taylor et al. in 2008 concluded that CBT can be effective for people with learning disabilities. This means that CBT may have much wider application than was once thought. One limitation of CBT is its high relapse rates. Few early studies looked at long-term effectiveness and recent studies suggest that relapse is common. Ali et al. in 2017 assessed depression for 12 months following a course of CBT. 42% 
relapsed within six months of ending treatment and 53% within a year. This means that CBT may need to be repeated periodically.